Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is the founder of Create Your Own Life podcast to create life on their own terms. He studied literature at Oxford University, is a former champion powerlifter turned new media entrepreneur. He specializes in using podcasting and new media to create celebrity and was ranked number one on iTunes, new and noteworthy, and number 26 in the business category. After his success with podcasting, Jeremy and his wife, Brielle Slate, founded Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get their message out by appearing as guests on podcasts. Now, it hasn't always been that easy for Jeremy. He's gone through a lot of stuff. He's had to reinvent himself over the years, and I'm super excited to have him on and for him to share his story on how he went through his struggles and overcome and now has become a huge player in this industry. So I'm super excited to have Jeremy Slate on the show. Welcome, man. Hey, Lance. Thanks, brother. I'm like just loving what you're doing here, man, and I'm just so humbled that you uh, took some time out to, to have me on, man. Oh, thanks very much, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, I just love what you're doing in this podcast space and everything. You have such a great energy about you and you know, you're making a huge change in the way people look at podcasts and everything. So super excited to have you on, man. Um, let's, let's dive deep, man. Let's fill in the gaps here on, uh, you know, how all this came to be and you know, where you started out. Absolutely. So I guess, where do you want me to start, man? <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's go to your, you know, let's say, you know, where you really went through some sort of challenge where you had, mm. you had a perspective of where you wanted to go, but things, things change and you were forced to go through things and sh- the struggles in order to kind of, you know, paint your new path and then where that sure. took from there. I, I feel like that's a little bit of life though, man, because there's been so many of those moments here and there and everywhere, you know, like um, I was a scrawny kid in school, so I was, you know, picked on mercilessly and that's, um, I hadn't found a locker that I couldn't fit in um, and that's part of why I had started wrestling and I became a pretty decent wrestler, um, not as good as uh, my wife's brother who was a uh, two-time state finalist, but, um, you know, that was kind of where it started for me was trying to figure out like how do I fit in in, the school, in, in school and it just, it was very difficult. So for me, I really focused on my studies. I really focused on building up my body because that was something that I felt like I could succeed at. Um, Then at 19, I was playing a pickup football game, like not even like a real football game. And uh, I was playing cornerback. We took it way too seriously. Everybody had like, you know, the Under Armour sleeve guards and the elbow guards and everything. And, you know, we would tackle the hell out of each other. And uh, I'm on my five-yard back pedal. I step in a drain and tear my ACL, PCL meniscus. I shredded my knee. I just fell down and couldn't stand up. And that actually led me to spending four days in the hospital receiving last rites because they give you anesthesia, which is what knocks you out when you have that surgery. And they couldn't get me breathing again. So they had my heart looked at. They had my lungs looked at. They brought a priest in and he looked at me and said, hey, you know, we don't really know, you know, what's going to happen here. I got last rites and 
four days later, I started breathing again and I went home. So that was a crazy experience, but nothing changed for me, right? Like that was kind of this like earth shattering experience that you think, you know, like earth to Jeremy, something would change. And I went through grad school. I went through studying abroad. I went eventually into teaching high school, which if you look at me now, like that's not where I seem like I would fit, but I was teaching history in high school. And when I was 24, my mom had a pretty severe stroke. Um, I came home from the gym um, early, actually, because I worked at the gym and I worked out there beforehand. And my boss, I always would get mad at her, like, you know, she's trying to get something out of me, get me to work in early, work longer hours. And she says, hey, I need you to come in early today. So I got angry, quit my cardio, went home, and happened to find my mom on the floor. Had I not went home early and not had that experience, she wouldn't still be with us today. Um, now she's not able to work anymore. Um, she's lost the use of the right side of her body. She's lost her language skills, but we still have her. She got to see me get married three years ago. To, she got to see me have my first child two months ago. These are experiences that I wouldn't have had had we not have her. But that kind of set me down the path of something totally different. You know, looking at business, looking at how can I help people differently and it was a total game changer for me, man. Like it maybe changed my perspective. It took me a long time to figure it out, but it was a massive mind shift of where I was headed. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, it's great that your mom ended up surviving that. And, but the fact that you went through that tough time is kind of what a lot of people go through and they have that huge shift, you know, in my life as well. It wasn't until, you know, losing somebody in my family or, or that kind of thing that it, it forced that that huge change and you to reflect on, you know, where are you at in life? Like, what are you doing? Like, how can you help people? Like, you know, life, life, you know, is temporary and you really need to value that. So, yeah. So then you, you know, you learn those lessons and you decided you wanted to be more service to people. So what did you, what did you decide was, was more fulfilling to you? Well, here's the interesting thing is like, it took me a long time to figure out it's by serving other people that you succeed, right? Like, I just decided I wanted to do something different. I decided that, you know, doing what I was currently doing, teaching in a private school, working 80 hours to 100 hours a week and just not being happy wasn't going to do it. So um, my wife had seen this network marketing opportunity. Now, at the time, I had no idea what that was. So I see this, this presentation. I'm like, wait, this person and this person and this person and this person, I make a million bucks. Okay, I'm in. Um, now, needless to say, it took a lot of work and effort and I didn't you know, make my income goals that I was looking for, but it was something to get me to look at life differently. And as I just stated there, man, it was all about me at first. It was about how can I make money? How can I survive? How can I succeed? And that took me through you know, selling products on Amazon, selling life insurance, doing all these different things for me trying to make money found out it was really hard when it's about yourself, man. It is super hard when it's just about you. And I quit all that stuff. I told a friend, hey, I know a little bit about social media. Um, I'll do your social media. And she's like, well, I don't really need a social media person. Can you build websites? I'm like, uh, give me a couple days and some YouTube videos. So I taught myself how to code websites, how to do all that stuff in about three or four days. Um, and I worked for a, a friend's digital marketing company doing graphic design and, and website building and all those things. And I was like, I want to start a project to help other people that are in my position. And that's really where create your own life came from. It was that shift. It was that, how can I help others? And because I was really trying to help others by talking to high level people and teaching high level lessons, people started kind of gravitating to me, which was really awesome. And in that way, you know, my business and everything else that I'm doing now naturally flowed out of that. Um, and I haven't worked for that friend's business and gosh, almost four and a half years now. Um, but that was an experience for me of, okay, I'm going to stop just trying to survive for me and how can I help others? 
And that was the big lesson I learned, but it wasn't, you know, without hitting my head against the wall for years. Okay. Yeah. I want to, that's really interesting because so right now in the entrepreneurial world, we, we talk about how we want to help people, but at the same time, we also have to fill our own cup. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you kind of differentiate the two of, yeah. like, of a not being, not looking at it as being selfish to fill your own cup, but you still want to do it. The, the main purpose is being help people. Can you maybe just touch on those two people? Because I think the listeners out there, there's sometimes there's confliction and, and even myself, you wonder, well, okay, I want to, I want to help myself, but I also want to help others. Can you maybe mm-hmm. elaborate on that? Yeah, I, it's, it's really interesting you say that, man, because that's one of the big lessons I've learned by all the people I've talked to that are, you know, like really doing it, like the Cardones and the Vaynerchucks and the people like that out there is they're able to do that, right? But it is one of the single hardest things that you will ever have to do, and that's getting outside of yourself. Um, so for me, and this is why I teach people, if you're going to start a business, if you're going to start a, a, whatever you're going to do, have something to pay the bills, right? And that's why I started working for another friend's business because then that gave me the ability to serve other people because I wasn't trying to, you know, shove food in my mouth and survive. And I think when you're in survival mode, it's very difficult for you to help other people. So my recommendation is always to start that thing that's going to help others as a side hustle. Like don't start it as your main thing because it's going to be really, really hard because if you have to pay the bills, if you have to worry about your surviving day to day, it's going to be really, really difficult to serve others. And I, and I think it's a cliche, but people say it again and again because it's true. And it's the whole idea of when you get on an airplane, the first speech they give you is, hey, put on the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on your kids or the person next to you. Because if you pass out, you're no good to them. And I, I think that's what you really have to understand. And other, in, in order to be able to give, you have to have yourself in the right place. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go out and crush it because right out of the gate, not everybody's going to be able to do that. You have to find out how you can handle your day-to-day expenses or handling yourself or taking care of yourself or whatever it may be, and then you can find a way to serve others. So that's why my advice is always, if you're going to do it, figure it out as a side hustle because you're going to be able to really, I guess, put the time and attention into what it needs while not making you know, decisions for 24, 48, or you know, 72 hours from now, I need this amount of money or it's all over. Right. What kind of, what kind of things, fundamentals that you, that you use in practice mm-hmm. that helped you make that shift from just kind of worrying about, you know, making money, money, money out of, you know, being desperate, but that's normal. A lot of us are like that Yeah. to, to being like, to being a service to, to people. Like what are the skills, what are the things you worked on on a daily basis that, that helped you kind of make that shift? Oh, you, you know, man, I, I feel like so many like business stories are told with 2020 hindsight. And I, I look at it, man, and I really didn't work on anything. I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I was just like, I love podcasts. I want to share this with other people. I'm just going to do a great job at it and do it as a professional. So if I had to look at it, I developed a lot of skills from that because I focused on that. I learned it took me 250 episodes before I felt like I could really do a good interview and I'm still getting better at it every day. I find that there's certain people you interview, you need more preparation, certain need less. It just, it depends. So I've literally learned how to do that. Um, I've gotten to speak to some of the biggest personal development names out there. So I'm learning from them every day as well. So I guess if you, if you, if you look at it, um, you know, what I just said is actually crap. I did work on it every day not even realizing I was working on it every day by just working on that passion project and, and really it, it honed me at copywriting. It honed me at web development. It honed me at working with other people. And, you know, it also honed me with 
who would I want to work for? And I've tried to be that kind of boss and that kind of leader for people I've worked with. So yeah, I guess actually this was the, the podcast itself was a huge personal development thing for me. So um, go do a podcast. That'll really help. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And oh man, it's for me, it's been so rewarding and in, in even watching you and seeing what you do and the, pe- the quality of people you have, the conversations, it's amazing because it lifts you up to this level that's just amazing. You get to have these conversations. It's just so rewarding. Um, so, okay. Now, what, what, you, what, I'm look, what I get at is that you were very good at, you know, setting the attentions and doing the daily stuff because mm-hmm. obviously becoming successful doesn't come overnight. And a lot of people set goals, but then they don't worry about the intentions of the day-to-day fundamentals. And for you to become successful like that, you must have been working on the fundamentals. So how important is, you know, your daily things that you work on and making sure that you keep those commitments to yourself? so that you can project into where you want to go. Well, I guess for me, man, like fitness has always been the major thing. Like I was a competitive powerlifter all through my teenage years. Um, so fitness was always number one. It, it, it never got missed. Um, if the day was long, I would work out at 1230 at night, whatever it had to be for that to get in because I knew that was the thing that if I kept it in the right place, I'd be in the right headspace, I'd be in the right physical space, so that was important. Um, and that was my number one thing for a long time. Um, which made social situations a little weird. I would bring a cooler everywhere, stuff like that. But I always put fitness first and foremost. And because of that, it may be very structured, very regimented, things like that. So it was easier for me to then pick things up because I would say, okay, I could, I could look at something and break it up and say, okay, it's going to take me X number of hours to do this, X number of hours to do this. You know, I'll need this many days to do that. So really I could prepare for that. So the thing I focused on every day has been my fitness. Um, and that's something I was really good at. Now, the thing I really sucked at was long-term planning. And, and, and this is why I'll, I'll tell you that. I don't want to claim that I'm a victim of circumstance. I don't want to claim that. But the thing I will tell you is I hung out with a lot of the wrong people growing up. Like um, I'm from a small town, five-eighths of a mile. There is nothing there, no grocery store, no nothing. Um, my dad didn't graduate high school. Uh, my mom graduated and then couldn't go to college. So like for me, like thinking big was never a thing. I would come up with this idea like, hey, I'm going to conquer the world. And I would hear from this person, well, you're not going to do that. And this is why, and you're not going to do that. And this is why. And I would hear that from all these people around me. So actually, you know, meeting my wife was one of the best things that I ever did in my life because she comes from a very entrepreneurial background has always been extremely supportive of me. So as I've realized that I've surrounded myself with better people And I still have those big thoughts, but now I have people that say, well, you should do this and it's going to help you get there, or you should do that and it's going to help you get there. So I've always been good at the day-to-day and I've always had the big thoughts, but the connection wasn't quite there. And a lot of it was who I was surrounding myself with, man. That's so true too. And it's all about who you're around and the support. And it's funny, I was watching an Ed Milet video yesterday and he was talking about how there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. You always have- that same video. Yeah, that video was like, (laughs) I was like, man, this guy really nails it. I'm like, this, this, is, this is perfect because it's so true. You know, the support, the people around you help you become who you want to be. And, it's mm-hmm. just, and it just painted this picture for me that made so much sense. So now, all right, you, you're obviously um, with Create Your Own Life and Command Your Brand. Now, maybe just shed some light on the type of things you do for Command Your Brand sure. and how important it is for people, entrepreneurs, anybody listening who, who wants to get their message out there, maybe just 
maybe um, elaborate on like what it is you do exactly for that. Absolutely. So I, I guess for me, it's always been a love of podcasts and it started out with producing podcasts. Um, and my wife's got a PR background. She's been in that space for 10 years. And she said, well, if you're going to produce podcasts for people, we should get them on other shows. And we found out that our clients love that, could care less about having the podcast because they didn't want to have to show up and interview people or prep or do any of that stuff. So we cut out the 80% that didn't work and we focused on the 20% of just building a business that use podcasts as the PR vehicle to help people get their message out there. Because um, I think there's like 550,000 podcasts out there and like the number goes up like stupidly every, every couple months. So the space is massive. And about 90% of them are audio only. Um, now you're getting your video on Facebook and stuff like that and whatever. But the thing about audio is you're getting engagement at times where video and other things can't get it. So you're getting people when they're working. You're getting people in their car. You're getting people because if they're watching a video in their car, they're probably going to hit a tree. It's, it's a lot of these different things where you're getting engagement that you wouldn't typically have. So you're able to get this mind share and actually build a relationship with the people that are listening to you. Because um, I know for myself, like I have shows that I will binge on like there's no tomorrow. A lot of times I actually bought things because they're on a podcast. And, and I think that's what's really incredible about the podcasting space. So what we actually do is it started out with just getting people on shows. I'm like, okay, we're just going to do that. And it went pretty well. But we're like, well, how can we make this better? And we started a whole storytelling and coaching element to really get people better at that. And that was going pretty well. And we said, well, how can we make this even better? Um, and we created this course called the Perfect Podcast Guest Course that all of our clients get to now understand, well, how can you use this stuff to really grow your brand? So that's what we do. We help with storytelling, placement on the right shows, and then teaching people how to promote. And it's really been massive. And we actually looked at um, who we served in 2018. And we, we realized that um, 80% of our clients either had a podcast when they came to us or started one after they worked with us. So we said, well, there's a whole nother market here we need to help. So we actually have just released our first product where we're going to help podcasters to grow and monetize because I feel like that's super important, man. Like a lot of podcasters deserve to make money. Yeah, what you guys are doing is is incredible. Um, you know, working with you personally is just like you guys are doing some great things, and and it just makes it it makes it um, a lot easier for people that have that transition because it's so overwhelming. You know, like there's so much out there, and to be able to have a platform that can allow you to become a guest on someone's show or help you promote or just give you the knowledge you need, and I feel that's super powerful. And with a lot of people wanting to share their story. It's, it's, it's great to have a, a platform like that. So as far as let's say like now, you know, you're a successful dude, you're growing. What are like some of the struggles that you are facing? So you have a, a successful podcast. You've had some big names with command your brand. What are the day to day? Like what are some of the big struggles that you have for taking your brands to the next level that some people may be going through that you can maybe help them get through to the next level? Getting in my own way, like that's the biggest thing, man. Like I, and I feel like it's not intentional, but like I want to be the one that does a lot of things. And because of that, it actually slows your growth and stunts your growth because you're not willing to go out and get the right person. You're not willing to outsource. So the thing I've really started focusing on is trying to take myself out of certain elements. Um, and that's been one of the biggest things that's helped us grow towards, you know, quarter four of last year and, and into the beginning of this year is really focusing more on team and building team because I really struggle with that, man. Um, so I, I've really focused on that. Um, I've, I've focused on stress under pressure because I feel like sometimes 
you know, I've went off on people when it's not appropriate. And, and you really have to take a look at that and realize, well, what effect am I going to cause here? A good effect or a bad effect? And you have to look at that situation and see, well, how can I make this a win-win for both of us? So the biggest thing I've also been focusing on is how can I make this a win-win for everyone? So for me, it's looking at more win-wins and it's also looking at building a team because that's the only way you're going to do anything big, man. I was just talking to, uh, I don't know if you know Michael Martial who has the, uh, five-figure work week uh, Facebook group, but I was just talking to him about this, and he said the biggest lesson he learned two years ago was team building, and we were really talking about this, that if you really want to grow, man, it's about building a team and the right people around you because it's never going to happen when it's just you. Yeah, that's so true, and you know, using that knowledge and using that is just helping us grow, and it's funny because we always think we have it figured out in the present moment, but then, you know, three or four years from now, we'll look back and say, like, <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? <laughs> Like, what, what were we doing, you know? And yeah, but you know, in hindsight, it's always 2020 as well. We always, you know, everything seems like it could have been better and we could have, it would have been perfect and all this kind of stuff. I look at my first podcast episode and I cringe, man. I'm like, oh, 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 don't. I, I would say like, my, my wife goes, you say awesome way too much. I said it like every other word. I'd be like, that's awesome. 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 I'm like, God, it's unlistenable. Anyway. I, I know, I know what you mean. I, I've really been trying to monitor what I say because like, I, saying like and things like that. Yeah. But you really, just for anybody listening out there, any of you guys who want to start podcasts, you realize it really highlights how you speak mm-hmm. and you really need to focus on, you know, how, what are you saying? Like the, the simple little things um, and slowing it down so people can understand. And I found that to be, to be a big challenge, but also- I, I found it's confidence. made me a better speaker, right? Like, I, oh, I don't yeah. know if you found that because- one of the, because I, I don't use those filler words like I used to use. I, I, because a lot of times where we use a filler, you just pause and you just wait and you just say something. It's not stressful. You can, you can have silence. And I think as human beings, when we're talking, sometimes we are scared to death by silence. And for me, it's made me a better speaker because I don't need those things anymore. Yeah. And I've actually, it's funny you say that because it's actually made me a better listener as well. Mm-hmm. Because, and I've explained this to a couple people but what it does is, I mean, I know you're, you're a pro at this, but listening to somebody and understanding that they have to finish, we always want to jump. We always want to get our words in there and we get excited, right? But yeah. it really is a good way to sort of, okay, I'm listening to this person. Now I'm going to pick up and now we're going to move the conversation on. And anybody that is, is out there that's listening that, that wants to do it, you really need to focus on the other person and what they're saying and, and, and how to take that conversation. So I found that, and I mean, I'm going to look back at these episodes and go, oh man, what was I saying? But that's all growth and that's the beautiful thing of it. And it being university of adversity is, is it's challenges on the daily that we face that we overcome. So it's, it's well, as a, as an interviewer, I'd, I'll just add one more thing. There is that I keep a notepad next to me because I feel like somebody says something and it sparks something and you just want to say it right then and there. So I just write those things down so I can be present. And, and that's one of the things I've really, it's really helped me. Um, and I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it trains you because you kind of still need that notepad. So for me, when I'm doing an interview, it's always next to me. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Um, I try and do that as well. So what are you, where do you see yourself in the next few years? I know that's maybe a cliche question for you, but I'm interested and I'm sure anybody listening, you're powerful. You got lots of good, amazing people on, you know, where do you see, like what direction are you going to keep focusing on getting people on podcasts, promoting, or is there another thing that you're working on? What kind of things in the next few years are you, uh, you working on? Well, we're, we're, 
always going to keep focusing on helping people get on podcasts because that is massive. It's game changing. And that's like the agency side of what we do. So we're always going to be building that up. Um, we're looking to bring on um, another publicist in the next 60 days, which is super exciting. Um, but we're also, like I mentioned, we're building out that other product line, which is how can I help podcasters to grow, to monetize and to run their podcast like a business? Because for me, that's been one of the biggest things that I feel like I've had going for me is I've always had business sense around my show. How is this guest going to help me? How, how can I help this person? How can I serve my audience? Well, how can I get ad money? So I've always looked for solutions in that way. And I want to train people around the business of a podcast because a lot of podcasters are broke and they're creating incredible content and it's just not right that they're not getting a return for that. So the biggest thing that I want to do is to help other podcasters start running this like a business. So right now it's that six-week intensive that we're working on. And later this year, we're going to have a uh, in-location mastermind that we're putting together. So we have a lot of cool stuff around that. And that's kind of the new um, product line that we're building out right now. Great, man. Where, where can everybody find you? I want to make sure it's crystal clear. I want to, you know, everybody, we can register for that extensive. Let's, let's hear where we can find you, man. Absolutely. So if they want to check out anything that has to do with Command Your Brand, I put together an awesome worksheet for them on how to be a great podcast guest. And you can find that over at commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. Or if they're interested in anything podcast or personal brand related, that's over at jeremyryanslate.com. Amazing. Um, now, what about, so as what you said about the intensive, is that all in there as well for them? Well, that is, but it depends on when this comes out because that actually expires tonight at midnight. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, people are just going to have to wait then, right? It's, okay. We're going to be we're going to be launching uh, version two point um, the second week of April. So if they're hearing this and they want to get in on building their podcast like a business, you have to wait till April. Oh, perfect. That's just going to build a su- suspense, right? It's going to be amazing. All right, one more question for you, man. I ask everybody this at the end of the show. You may have touched on it a bit, but I just really want to, um, you know, get this into people's minds. What's the one thing that you could suggest for people to overcome adversity, to go on to become successful in their niche or whatever it is they want to do in life? Well, the thing I, I, I want people to understand is fire hardened, fire hardened steel, right? So the harder you work, the harder you go through it, it's just going to make you better at what you do, man. Like if you have things easy, it doesn't make you a very tough person. It doesn't make you a person that's persistent. So persistence is going through that course, knowing that you're going there, knowing you're going to face things and being willing to go through them. And I think that's really what builds the persistence and the ability to do things. Love it, man. Super powerful. All, all the information is going to be in the show notes to find you. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. You got so much knowledge and so much value to give people listening. And I'm, I was just such an honor to have you on the show, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.